Hello and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple, science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. I'm Bobby Mehta from Blackmores Institute, and today I'm joined by Director of the Blackmores Institute, pharmacist, naturopath and respected author, Professor Leslie Braun. Today we're going to discuss longevity, the quest to prevent an untimely death, to live a healthy, fulfilling life, and to live a long life has been a common thread since the dawn of human civilization. Numerous studies over the years have revealed fascinating insights into various factors that can impact longevity. In this episode, we'll take a broader look at some of these factors and some fascinating new research that has come to light recently. Welcome to Natural Health Simplified. Leslie, how are you? I'm great, Bobby, and I'm really, really excited to be talking about this topic because I think it's something that everyone would be interested in. Absolutely. And look, I'd like to begin by looking at a recent systematic review that looked at the impact of green spaces and their association with all-cause mortality, defined as a risk of dying due to all causes, including common diseases. Can you briefly describe the findings of this review? Because it was really exciting. It was so exciting. The first thing to note is just how big this review was. It looked at nine studies involving over 8 million individuals across seven countries. So it was massive. And that's a great point because I often come across studies that have only looked at results from a very small group of people, Mm -hmm. but 8 million, that's probably one of the largest I've seen. Yeah, it, it is massive. It's a very large pool of data. And what this showed was even more remarkable. Of the nine studies that were reviewed, seven of them, so in fact 78%, showed a significant relationship between an increase in surrounding greenness and a reduced risk of all-cause mortality. So what that means is that people living in areas of open spaces with lots of greenery live longer, and they had less risk of dying from any cause, and that included cancers and heart diseases. It's quite remarkable. That's astonishing. A compelling statement demonstrating the impact of our environment on our lives. Uh, Did the study reveal why green spaces had this impact? Well, that's where things got even more interesting. The studies that were reviewed looked at various factors that might be able to explain the impact of green spaces. And this included people being more physically active, and it suggested that having more green spaces would allow more space for physical activity to take place and maybe even be a little bit more enticing to get out there and do some activity. However, one of the studies contradicted this suggestion, finding that physical activity only accounted for 2% of the association between green spaces and mortality. Wow, that's surprising. So surely there has to be more powerful factors at play to explain that relationship. Absolutely. It's likely that the health benefits of green spaces are due to many interrelated factors. So, for example, trees and vegetation can reduce air pollution. They can also reduce carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Another study has shown that vegetation belts can reduce traffic noise, which is a factor related to cardiovascular health outcomes, stress, sleep disturbance and mortality. And I guess the calming site of green spaces would also play a part, wouldn't it? Oh, I think so. I know we've got a garden around our house and I just feel so peaceful when I look at the green outside. It certainly plays a part in stress and I think people intuitively know this. And in fact, there's even been research confirming that is the case. Stress reduction does happen when you look at green spaces. It improves your relaxation and um, we do think that's part of their health benefits. So did the study make any specific recommendations to help us leverage the benefits of these green spaces? 
So whilst we all intuitively know being out in nature is great for us, this review called for public health initiatives to increase the access to more green spaces. So in other words, it called for a public health intervention. In addition to a whole lot of other commonly known public health initiatives that we already know and we understand are really good for us, like wearing seatbelts, smoking cessation and weight management. So it's all very exciting and will no doubt lead to lots of other studies down the track. So we'll understand more about how being in green spaces and open spaces is so important for our health. And it's always pleasing to see concrete evidence back up commonly held beliefs. And you're right, it's exciting. Now, obviously, there's some very recent research there that we've just spoken about. But what I want to do now is look back at some of the findings from older studies that are still relevant today. And I want to start in Japan and the Okinawa Islands, to be more specific, because Mm -hmm. they're referred to as blue zones. Now, what does that mean? Tell us more. Mm. The Okinawa Islands are fascinating and part of research dating back to the early 1970s, where people started to become very interested in longevity. And in fact, they found certain geographical locations around the world where people were living very long, healthy lives, and they called these the blue zones. So blue zones really are basically these areas where people live longer, they live healthier lives, and they just don't seem to suffer with the same issues that a lot of other people have. Okinawa is the largest of the Okinawan islands, and it's one of these blue zones. Okinawa is known as a region with one of the world's longest life expectancies and the highest number of centenarians, and a centenarian basically is someone who lives over 100 years old. In fact, the statistic is they have 54 people per 100,000 population living over 100. Now, this is four to five times more than other developed countries. Just to give you a comparison, Bobby, in the US, the number is only 17 per 100,000. Wow. In Russia, it's pretty dire. It's only 3.8. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh, But living longer doesn't necessarily mean living healthier, though, does it? That's right. Um, In this instance, the research showed that Okinawans didn't just live longer, they actually aged better. They were lean, energetic, had low rates of chronic diseases like heart disease and cancer, and they had clean, healthy arteries, low cholesterol, low homocysteine levels, and high levels of all of those wonderful things that are associated with healthy hearts. Okay, so what's the secret to their longevity and the good health then? What is it that they're doing? There's got to be the secret here somewhere. That's what we're all waiting for. (laughs) If you look at the research into blue zones, um, it's really uncovered something that you can call the power nine. So remember this, Bobby, the power nine. (laughs) These are evidence-based common denominators that are believed to slow the ageing process and help you age really well. And I'm going to run through the nine now. Number one, we call it move naturally. So if you look at the world's longest living people, they don't pump iron, they don't run marathons, they don't join gyms. Instead, they live in environments that means they're constantly moving and they're not even thinking about Mm. it. It's just part of their daily lifestyle. Having a purpose is number two. So knowing your purpose, having a meaningful life can be worth up to seven years of extra life expectancy. That's huge. It's huge. Downshifting. So in other words, having routines that shed stress. The Okinawans take a few minutes each day to remember their ancestors and they pray. They also take a nap and they do happy hour, which I want to learn more about. (laughs) (laughs) Number four is Hara Hachibu. And this means stop eating when your stomach is only 80% full. You don't need to go to 100%. The 20% gap between not being hungry and feeling full could be the difference between losing weight and gaining it. People in the blue zones eat the smallest meal late in the afternoon or early evening, and then they don't eat any more for the rest of the night and start again the next day. Number five of the power nine we've called plant slant. (laughs) 
So beans, including fava beans, blackened soybeans and lentils, are the cornerstone of most of the centenarian diets. And if they eat meat, and it tends to be mostly pork, it's only eaten on average about five times a month. Mm. So it's not that common, maybe once a week. And the servings are really small, about the size of a deck of cards. So there's not a lot of meat in these diets. Number six is wine at five. Now, this is a good one. People in all but one of the five blue zones drink alcohol. Only moderately, but they do it regularly. So it's moderate drinking. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the moderate drinkers outlive the non-drinkers. But I think the trick here is to drink only one to two glasses a day. And um, I tell you, my my preferred would be Pinot Noir because it's got the highest amount of antioxidants. Bobby, if you had to choose something, what would be yours? Look, I know that there's Sardinian wines that are really supposed to be fantastic <laughs> in terms of uh, the health benefits. But yeah, uh, it can, can be hard to come across, though. <laughs> I've heard that too. But the important thing is you can't save up your quota all week and then have 14 drinks on a Saturday, okay? <laughs> it, it's just moderate most days. Um, the next one is belonging. So all but five of the 263 centenarians that we interviewed in the Okinawan studies belong to some kind of faith faith-based community. So research is showing that attending a faith-based service at least four times a month, or roughly once a week, will add between four and 14 years of life expectancy. So that's really important. The next one is loved ones first. Keeping your ageing parents and grandparents nearby or in the home is really important. It lowers disease and mortality rates. Also for the children as well, it's wonderful. Committing to a life partner can add up to three years of life expectancy, as well as investing time with children and just enjoying them and and having some fun together. So is that really that feel-good factor, isn't it? Absolutely. Just, you know, having family close and all those wonderful things Mm. that comes with that. And the number nine of the power nine we've called the right tribe. (laughs) The world's longest lived people chose or were born into social circles that supported healthy behaviours. So having healthy behaviours around you with your family and your friends is really important. The Okinawans created these little groups called moes. So these are groups of five friends that committed to each other for life. And research from other studies have shown that smoking, obesity, happiness, and even loneliness can be contagious. So it's really important to choose your friends wisely and keep them close. Now, you mentioned a a plant slant and the role of wine, which certainly made my ears prick (laughs) up. Uh, Can you tell me what other dietary interventions could be valuable? The one I've heard mentioned many times is a Mediterranean diet. Now, is that an option here? Yes, Mediterranean is one of those ones. It's also been really well researched. And in fact, people who adhere to the principles of the traditional Mediterranean diet do tend to have longer survival. The Mediterranean diet is dominated by the consumption of olive oil and also lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, lots of antioxidants and all of those, obviously. There's also bread and other cereals. There's beans, nuts and seeds. So I mentioned antioxidants and actually this is jam-packed with lots of them, Mm. um, which is really important and might be one of the explanations for the apparent benefits of the Mediterranean diet. It also includes wild edible greens, which are frequently eaten in rural Greece in the forms of salads and also in pies as well, with very high quantities of another group of constituents called flavonoids. Flavonoids are also really, really important. You do tend to find flavonoids not just in foods, but also in red wine and black tea. Excellent. So pies and wine back on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. Lots of fruit and veggies, please. Absolutely. Now, what about meat? 
Well, poultry, fish, and even some dairy products are consumed only in low to moderate amounts, so there's very little red meat in the Mediterranean diet. Does that mean it's too late for someone like me then? Because I love meat and fish. <laughs> I would stick to more fish than meat. Um, however, it's not too late. There was a really interesting study called the Lion Diet Heart Study. It involved 605 people, and these people had established cardiovascular disease. Half of them were asked to follow the American Heart Association diet, which is meant to be a very good diet, and the other half followed the Mediterranean-like diet. After only two years, the results were spectacular because the people following the Mediterranean diet showed a massive 70% reduction in mortality, mostly due to a reduction in coronary heart disease and deaths associated with cardiovascular disease in general. It also had a striking protective effect against recurrent heart disease. Other studies have also shown beneficial effects for cancers and type 2 diabetes. So, Bobby, it's never too late. Well, that's a huge relief. What an interesting <laughs> topic. It looks like living clean and green is not just about food choices, but also our environment and making sure we've got lots of green spaces around us as well as on our plates. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks so much, Leslie. I'm sure we'll focus in on some of those Power Nine in future episodes because there'll be so much more wonderful information to share. But thanks for whetting our appetite today. Oh, pleasure, Bobby. And I hope you've also enjoyed this episode of the podcast and I look forward to you joining me again soon for another episode. I'm Bobby Mehta and this has been Natural Health Simplified. Until next time, goodbye for now.